What's up, everyone? This is Trey Van Camp, and you are listening to the Ministry Podcast. If you are one of the people who came over to this episode because of my latest documentary, thank you. If you are a faithful follower on the podcast, Thank you as well. I absolutely appreciate you. I thank you for all the DMs that you send me saying, hey, keep it going. I appreciate the podcast. Anyways, I'm spending more and more effort into this, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, This episode, I want to kind of give some context, and then I will uh, give it away to this because I know it's a long episode. Make sure you put it on double speed or time and a half, even though I am a fast talker. But in this episode, it's really a lot about uh, why I do the, the social media that I do, kind of my strategy tell kind of the fun stories that God has brought me along when it comes to vlogging ministry. Um, We really talk a lot about storytelling. We talk a lot about uh, tips and tactics for vlogging, why I don't think every pastor should do it, uh, but I do think why it's beneficial. I don't know. It's a really behind the scenes, uh, you know, lifting the curtain behind why I do what I do. And I never really have opportunities to talk that way. And I think Alejandro incredible guy. He has a lot of influence. He has a lot of followers. He's really helping a lot of churches. And this interview was on his Facebook group page. It was a live interview and I loved every second of it. This interview stuff's a lot of fun. Anyways, I'm not going to waste any more time. Here is Alejandro from his church marketing labs interview. And I hope you guys enjoy. Yo, 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 what up Facebook fam? Alejandro Reyes here, Church Marketing Weekly. The show really designed to uh, give you some inspiration from interviews from some friends of mine that are doing some great work in the church, as well as give you some practical ideas and advice uh, that you can use to uh, use social media digital marketing to grow your church fast. Today, I'm super pumped uh, for this interview that I'm going to be doing with my friend Trey. Uh, Great, great story, and you're not going to want to miss it because I believe he is and his model is the future of of church planting and a lot of what a lot of these big pastors are starting to do and i think he's doing it best uh but before that do me a favor let me know where you're chiming in from if you're watching the replay uh if you have questions throughout do me a favor leave a comment below uh but i just want to jump right into this i want to give you a quick story real quick uh if you've got the email about this I was basically promoting, uh, the, you know, how to use YouTube, how a church plant is using YouTube to build trust and reach his city, and 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 even even the internet. So uh, the cool thing about this is, I actually am a YouTuber as well. Our family has a YouTube channel of about thirty five thousand people, and uh, the crazy thing about this is, people still don't understand the value of YouTube. About a year or two ago. I was in a meeting with some business professionals and they said, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you want to be? And, uh, and, and the room went around and you had people talking about different things and they got to me and I said, I want to be a YouTuber. And for me, what that means is YouTubing with my family. And like, I, I, I envisioned, a, 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 you know, doing, creating content for YouTube, creating inspiring content to teach people what a good family looks like. How do you raise a good family? And uh, I had some people laugh at me. And so so the crazy thing is people think YouTube is, is, is still fake. It's still crazy. A lot of people in the church still think that. Um, but but I'm here to tell you, man, YouTube has been amazing for my family. YouTube has been amazing for friends of mine like Sean Cannell, uh, YouTube for Churches. And uh, YouTube, it just came out, Pew Research just uh, came out with a study that said that uh, YouTube uh, is by far number one between the ages of 13 to eight, uh, 17, the number one platform for teens. Uh, it's, it's, it's exceeded a Facebook, which is actually declining. It's, it's, uh, it's past uh, Snapchat, Instagram. It's a lot of people like, where's the next generation guys, they are on YouTube. I read another study, you know, months ago that said, uh, 50% of, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know the exact, but I'm paraphrasing 50% of teens said that they would die without Facebook or some cray, uh, YouTube some crazy, crazy, crazy thing. And so super pumped about it. I think, you know, YouTube being the second biggest search engine in the world behind Google, 
Google owns them. I think it's a huge opportunity to, to use. I think this is where uh, 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 the church is headed as far as video. YouTube really owns video right now, so you have to pay attention. Facebook's the easy thing. YouTube might seem a little tough, so today in this interview, hopefully you guys get some ideas. Uh, maybe you have some questions that we'll ask Trey here in a second. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, bring in our guest, my buddy Trey Van Camp. How you doing, bro? Fantastic, man. You're too kind. How are you doing? Bro, look at the light. You look this light. I'm trying to look like, like you. You see the background? Like, yeah, but you got the what camera do you are you using right now? Just my my Mac. Really? I don't know. I don't I actually <laughs> I was literally looking up Sean Cannell's video real quick on how to use my DSLR, but I was too late, so I just went with my MacBook. <laughs> you know what? Like you have to either download software. There's this this thing that Sean yeah. told me about. It was like, man, it was it was pretty pricey. Five hundred bucks. So I was out. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it's pretty gets pretty pricey, Church but yeah, yeah, church planter budget. So, you know, let's just jump right in with there uh, with that. Uh, you know, tell us kind of, uh, you know, why YouTube, uh, but before that, you know, how you got into church planting and then the idea to the audacity to try doing YouTube to like make it. And keep in mind, for those that don't know Casey Neistat, I am, I'm the biggest fan. And I think before a lot of people, you know, like you're like on the, you're getting big, you're getting too big for me now, bro. Like, no, dude, no. I got, I got a message from you maybe six months to a year ago and we started connecting and I started telling everyone about you, bro. I was like, guys, this is the future. I was at a conference in Sacramento. Go follow, like everywhere yeah. I go speak, I'm, I'm always talking about you. You were just on my buddy Brady's uh, uh, podcast, I believe it was. Because of you, I believe and, so. So thank and you. And so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, but, but it's amazing what's happening. I'm just so excited for you. So tell folks a little bit about you, man. Yeah, for sure. I'll try to keep it brief. I'm a fourth generation pastor. Each wow. generation has warned the, the next not to do it. Uh, you know, it really is a call. Uh, and so actually, I grew up a normal life. My dad was just a deacon. And then when I was 12, he got the family together, said, hey, we're planning a church. He was a su successful businessman. And we just went for it. And um, he told us that night when he said, hey, we're going to plan a church. He said, I want each and every one of you. We have there's three of us uh, kids. I want you to ask God for your spiritual gifts. So for that next year, every single morning, every single night, I pleaded with God, God, what is the gift that you've given me? And I think, because I think that's how God works, a year to the day, um, I actually surrendered my life to the ministries. I received a call. It was during a, a sermon on 1 Kings 18. And it, it was talking about, uh, and the, in the way he preached it was, Elisha was one who was willing to stand up in a generation who was not willing to do that. Oh, and so. I believe the spirit called me, hey, this is your job and your generation. Now, I'm not Elijah, but that is what God told me. So I was like, I'm ready. I'll do it. And so ever since I was 13, I knew I'd be in ministry. When I was 16, I was licensed to preach. I preached at different churches. I'm from Arizona. And so different churches, I'm in the Southern Baptist Network. So I would once a month uh, do that. When I was a senior in high school, I started a once a month gathering at my high school. We had about 100, 100 to 150 students come every month. And then kind of from there, I went to California Baptist University, kind of got ready. I actually was running away from God as far as church planning because that's a hard mm. life. And I saw yeah. my dad go through a lot. And so I was like, revitalization, wow. missionary, all this stuff. And God kept closing those doors. And then I actually, I, I'm, I'm a terrible name dropper, dude, but I actually had a job offer. It was me and one other person. It got to that point where I was going to be Rick Warren's personal assistant. And so I travel oh, wow. with him wherever he would go, all the stuff. And my wife finally said, Trey, don't worry about the money, the prestige, all that. What do you want to do? I said, I want to go back to my hometown and lead those people to Jesus. And so she's like, that's what we need to do. Forget the status, forget all that. So that's what we did. So in 2014, moved back here, was uh, in a residency program with my dad for two years. I was his associate pastor. Launched January 10th, 2016 with eight baptisms. And we've been going ever since. We meet in a movie theater. And so I kind of talk about that in my journey with YouTube. Now, YouTube, how did that all start? Yeah. I literally thought YouTube was only for cat videos, you know, so yeah. I never watched YouTube, you know, like from until like 2014. Um, and mm. then I found out about YouTube because of Casey Neistat. Um, and wow. so really, I, I watched it aggressively in 2015 when he like launched. Is that I think that's a year he's like, hey, I'm starting a new vlog. Yeah. And I realized this guy's a preacher. All these mm. vloggers, all these YouTubers are influencing people. I'm like, wow. why aren't we doing that on this platform? And mm. so... 
we might talk about it later, but when I went to that event with Casey Neistat, it was interesting because his whole message was use your influence for good. I'm like, that's the yeah. gospel. Like, it, like yeah. we have that. We have the best way to influence people. So that's when I was convinced. I've always dabbled in videos. I've always dabbled in stuff. I was always behind the camera. So it was really fun for me to get in front of it. And uh, kind of the rest is history. So it's been a really fun ride. That's super cool, man. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just excited about your story. Uh, uh, you know, what, what's your slogan that you have on your YouTube uh, or your YouTube cover? Or it's like yeah. I wake up every day to inspire and inform others that Jesus is better. That's my whole life. Yeah. So, so you said Casey's a preacher. What, what do you mean by that? Like, like he, he he's a storyteller. Like, like, what is, what do you, what do you mean by him being a, a preacher? And how can we start to think that way, the way Casey maybe does of telling his story about his life? Right. Yeah. I mean, the best way to put it is he influences people. He brings hope yeah. to people in their day. He actually, he subtly gives, he's, you know, everybody has a worldview. And so if you watch his videos, you realize he has a certain view and perspective on this world. And uh, I like the way he does it. It's not intimidating. It's not down your throat, but he does speak passionately and he gets vulnerable at times. And so I'm like, I love this guy. I feel like I'm his friend, even though he's never met me before. And I'm like, I feel like that's what we have that great opportunity as just Christians, let alone pastors to do that through this platform of YouTube. No, that's cool, man. You you mentioned like getting called at like 13. I was called at like, I got saved at 11, man. We had a broken family. I got called at 12. Someone told me you're wow, too young. Nice. Yeah. And I, someone told me you're too young and you'll never do it. I, wow. I ended up, I ended up like backsliding as a result of uh, uh, a youth, the youth pastor telling me that. Wow. And, uh, and, and, and the crazy thing about that story, man, is, you know, went away, came back and, uh, you know, but, but I was like, I got to go in the business world. That's kind of my mission, my business world. However, uh, it's always been in my heart to, to talk. I, I do a lot of, you know, speaking and, and, yeah. uh, and the crazy thing is, is I'm actually going to be preaching, which I'm not a preacher, preacher hashtag, not a in preacher. July, right? Uh, in July, bro. Don't tell people the date. I'm not telling Pump anyone. For you, man. I, I hope, I hope, no, I hope no. <laughs> so but people show up. Up, right that's what i always well, we do with my dad i'm like don't tell him i'm coming <laughs> but like my wife's like you know who who don't you want me to invite i'm like sarah do not invite none of your family to this thing i said if you do and if you have to invite them to the second service so i can get that 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 failure so service the first, no, i'm just kidding but uh Amen. but man so 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 to give people context casey Nice. That is probably the face of YouTube vlogging, yeah. storytelling, in my opinion. And someone may go like, you know, someone may hear that. Not not you guys, but in other Facebook lives, they may go like, oh, he's not a preacher. He's not he's not ordained. He's not Christian. Like, here's right, the thing I that, that I think. Of, here's the thing that I think is a mess. And I don't mind like disrupting and, and calling people out. Like, I, I don't care. But like, here's the problem a lot with the church. And I'm a part of the church is we care so much about the bubble, like our bubble, and, and no one else is allowed in that, which is so counter culture, counterintuitive to Jesus' right, whole ministry. Jesus. But I really think like, I, I talk to a lot of social media people, get emails and, 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 and at conferences, and it's like, oh, I'm doing what Vu Church is doing, I'm doing what City Church is doing, I'm doing what like Chad Beach's church is doing, Hillsong Church, that's great, that's cool, I'm doing Elevation. I, I think you should always be inspired. But I think the best people in the world, I think the people at those churches are probably following people like Casey Neistat, probably following right. people like Gary Vaynerchuk. And so, you know, there's some, nice. <laughs> there's, are some, there's some really good, like everything good comes from God, right? Everything. Amen. And so Amen. regardless if they're not like in church, like I so think good. guys like Gary, Gary's the biggest preacher in my opinion. Yeah, but not a totally. But for but, sure. But, but he's but, a lot more but, direct but, but like, about it. Yeah, but he's got gifts. All good things come from God. He's got these good gifts. And so I think there's some nuggets of seeing what culture is doing uh, as it pertains to communications and social media. Man, can, maybe you can kind of elaborate on, on what you see, how you view the church looking at culture or, or, or maybe not being of this world. But in, you know what I mean? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that, bro? Yeah. And that's a big part of my channel. I don't, and that's actually me and you have wrestled through this. You've been such a good friend to me, by the way, I'm so grateful for you, but I don't, I'm this weird position where I don't want to be a Christian channel, although it's all about me starting a church. So, yeah. but like, I don't want to turn off people. I want to bring people in. It's why I do a lot of family vlogs. That's why I do Disneyland vlogs. Um, it just normal, like I had a guy DM me last night and he's like, I watched your Disney video. And I thought, is this guy a believer? Cause I can just mm. see, you know, we have the light. 
And that's yeah. the hope is that like we bring them in. Um, but totally, I don't actually watch uh, a lot of pastors as far as their social media strategy. I probably should. My two guys are Casey and Gary. We're on first yeah. name basis. I'm just kidding. We're not. We're not at all. Uh, but I watch them because that's where the culture's at. And so I like to call it, we tell our people at our church all the time, let's be culture hackers. Let's hack the culture as often as possible and realize that nothing is like, oh, this is secular. This is sacred. God, like you said, God made everything and we can use everything for the glory of God. And so that's really the desire is I don't want to be a knockoff version. I want to be ahead with the times. And I'm just so confident that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer and anything else that these guys are speaking about. So I think we should speak into it. That's good, man. So you talked about culture hackers. I'm, I'm, uh, I want to give you an, uh, a, a couple seconds to, to think of an example of how you've done it or how you've seen. It. But I think of like IHOP changing to IHOB. You know what I mean? I think like it's a looking, scam. Like, like I, I think it, I'm not but, convinced. But here's the thing: we're talking about this, though. You, you no, know it's what brilliant. I'm like totally. we're talking about it, and so like I don't know. I just think it's it's the churches that like even even. You know, tapping into. I, I worked at a, a university, Northwest University, in um, in, in, in Seattle, Washington, uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago. And this is when, um, in this Northwest University, this is when Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, uh, you know, basically, you know, they had a kid named North West. Right. And so we basically at Kim Kardashian at Kanye, and 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 we're like, you're welcome, you know. Uh, and then we put some like hashtag Northwest University or something. Brilliant. So it, uh-huh. We had we had thousands and thousands of retweets, and 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 the board was like, and keep in mind, the board is not the target audience of the university. And so a lot of times I think churches are trying to attract their board. They're trying to attract the people that are, are okay with this, but there are people that are hurting, they're dying. They, they have yeah. no context of, of what's right and wrong and you can't post about Kim Kardashian. And so, you know, culture hacking, I, I, I love that. And I've never thought about it in terms of like, let's bring it more into the church. How are ways mm-hmm. you're doing it or how are ways, practical ways churches can start doing it? Yeah, so it's not getting a shirt that has the logo that looks like Sprite and you saying spirit. That's not hacking the culture. You know what Bro, I mean? That's, that's some fodder right there for John Chris, man. Or John. <laughs> yeah, sorry. exactly. First John. Yeah, first name basis. Yeah, because you and I are on there on a list together with him. So, but no, like to me, that's the thing. Like that gets me so frustrated. It's like that is not hacking the culture. That's hijacking it. And that's like, yeah, that is trying to be, it's, it's just dumb, you know? And so I don't know. It's just being, I'm trying to think of examples. I mean, I don't know. It's just very much like, like YouTube It's just, I'm using the vlog format. Like the thing that I really encourage pastors, and I know we're going to go through our three points. So I'm trying not yeah. to steal the thunder from those three points. Yeah. But what I see a lot of pastors, they just put their sermon up, which I think if that's all you do, at least you did something. But the hack the culture is not just speaking at people, but bringing them into, into your life and walking through what life looks like. Being vulnerable at the times you need to be vulnerable. Really being angry at the times you need to be like just showing them your authentic real life is, I think, hacking the culture because that's how everyone's winning. All the influencers are winning people over. They're letting them in. They're giving them access. So how do we as pastors give them access to our life? And I think that's where you can really start making a difference. No, that's good. So what we're going to do now is we'll jump into those three tips, those cool. three things of why you're using vlogging and YouTube. And then at the end, I want to give some more practical about like, man, I don't even know what to post. Like, I, I don't even know how to tell yeah. a story. So maybe you could talk a little bit about your framework for, for you know, what you cool. try to do in each vlog. So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's jump into these three things. So why are, why should churches, why should folks that are watching right now, uh, why should they be using YouTube and, and, and what are the benefits? The number one reason for me is to build trust with my audience. Uh, so when I planted my church, I was 23 years old. Uh, granted, in two months, I turned 24, but I was young. And so I knew right away, um, people were like, oh, is this a youth group? I'm like, no, this is a church, you know? And so not that you, you know what I mean by that. And so I'm like, yeah. no, this is a full church. Like we have all generations. And it was something I battled the first six months. And I knew I would um, just with today's culture. And like, you don't trust anybody under 30 and I don't either. And so, uh, and so I knew I need to build trust with people. How do I do that? And so I realized who are the people I trust most is the people who've opened up their life the most. So what I decided to do, I gained trust on my vlog doing two things consistently. Number one is being vulnerable. I say that all the time, but as leaders, vulnerability can be your greatest value. And so opening people uh, and saying like, uh, 
like being a pastor has all sorts of baggage, right? And so just yeah. being vulnerable, saying, hey, I'm normal. I'm vulnerable with like, I don't know how to raise my kids at times. These these kids are stinkers right now. What do I do? And asking for yeah. people's advice and and talking through the hard times, not being willing to have tears on, on the screen. Uh, but then also, so being vulnerable, but also bringing value. So I try to bring content that encourages people. I That's want good. to not waste their time. And so it's something that they can walk away from. So what I do consistently is I kind of have fun and I go through the, my day. But as you know, sometimes I put in some sermon clip with, with B-roll on it and like really giving them value. And I talk to them and I go, I have moments like Casey does where he takes yeah. the lens and zooms it in and he says something profound. That's what I try to do consistently. And I by doing that, they trust me. I know when I come to you, I'm going to feel better about my life. I'm going to relate to you. And also I'm going to learn something. So that's something I want to do consistently. Like I just saw on Facebook, sorry, I don't think your group is down for this kind of life. I saw on Facebook the other day, that pastor who was buying a $54 million jet. That's not how I roll. I find that really frustrating. And uh, I love that YouTube. I can be like, look, not all pastors are like that. We don't, you know, like we're just normal people. I am not living this high life. I don't have a Rolls Royce, you know? And so really just, breaking the perceptions down uh, that people have of That's church. And, they, and, and, and there are a lot of those perceptions. Again, this is where I think you have to look to culture. You have to, because it's so easy to stay in the church bubble and getting yeah. outside of that, watching things outside of that, I think is, is, is so I love, I love adding value and, and being vulnerable is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you talk about, you know, repurposing content. Can you, can you share a little bit about that? Number two. Yeah, so your boy Gary Vee, uh, I learned that from him. Um, so he his whole concept is document versus create. And I know a lot of pastors, they're like, I can't add one more thing on my plate. And I get that. I mean, it's tough. It's really hard. I also know that for me, I just love this stuff. It's a hobby. Like this is the way I cope with ministry is I yeah, vlog, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, But with, with document versus create, we already have all the content we need. We Amen. spend... Yeah. We pour over content all week. Like I'm right now writing mess notes for my sermon on Sunday. And I just take concepts of that. So a lot of times when I preach, I'm like, oh, I I laid out a whole point that I didn't have time to preach. So it's like, I'm not overwhelmed. I don't need to fit it in there. I just use that point and talk about it in my vlog and live that out. Another thing I do, and you talk Mm. about it a lot, is I just take one minute clips of the message. Mm. And I sometimes I just share it as just simply that on our Facebook page. But other times I incorporate it in my vlog. What I like to do, because a lot of times we're like, what do I vlog about today? I just take that point of whatever my, you know, that little one minute clip was, and then show them what that looks like in my life. You know, so one time I did one on being content. And so Mm. I showed a one minute clip. And then the rest of the vlog was of just me trying to be content with my day and yeah. wrestling through those things. So really showing them, but also not only with your lips, but with your life. Okay. This is what I'm talking about. But this is how that's I'm good. walking it out. And I think that's really big. And so I just picked that as a theme. And when you vlog, it's so much easier when you have a theme going in. And so I look with that perspective and it just makes vlogging a whole lot easier. So putting stuff on Instagram, on Facebook, YouTube, um, I also love what we're starting to do with our podcast is we have Q and A's of what people asked about from the message yeah, that Sunday, roundtable discussions, all those sorts of things. Even I think you mentioned this before, but rev.com. I know Sean Candle mm-hmm. talks about it all the time. Mm-hmm. We trans, I transcribe my audio and then you can make that into a blog post. You can put it on Instagram. Like there's so many ways to repurpose yeah. your content. And it's like, why I'm hire somebody to do it for you. Like there's just so many opportunities. And I think our biggest thing, and again, you talk about it a lot. It's not go here, come here, do that. It's I'm bringing you value. I want to bless you. I want to do this for you. And that's why I like doing those clips more than just come to the next thing that we're doing. So that's really big. Isn't it fascinating, man? This is why I just keep coming back to you, man. Everything good comes from God. You you referenced Casey in storytelling, that gift that he has. You referenced mm-hmm. a strategy from 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 Gary Vee. It, it just I, pr- I literally no joke. I pray for those guys, man. And I, I don't yeah, I don't look too. at them like, oh my gosh, he, you know, I, I I literally pray for those guys. One day, man, I think I think you know Casey and and, and you know what I mean? they're going to be at a panel at Booze Conference or Hillsong Conference. You know what I mean? Like I just I just yeah. believe that, man. We got to have that Me faith, too. bro. But uh, but you Me talked uh, you talked real, uh, about Sean uh, Cannell. I would say if you're looking how to you know what your vlog should look like and storytelling and, and being inspired, I'd follow what Trey does. If you want some practical tips on gear and stuff, uh, Trey mentioned Sean Cannell, a good friend. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, of ours, and he talks about you know uh, um, content value is greater than production value. I'm pretty sure you right. may, may have seen the ad on Facebook, uh, but but your vlogs are so polished, like they look so amazing. So pastors may go like they may go like, oh my gosh, like I don't even know. I don't even know what to do. They might be intimidated, like you say. And so, so what would you say? What, what, what would you say about people? Like, I just, they're not going to look that good. I don't have a great camera. What would you say to right. that? Man. Um, so it's kind of like what Gary talks about is hire the people around you to do it. Now, I also, I come from a small church background. I know that yeah. some, you just, you can't hire that. Um, but I also think there's a lot of young people in your church who are hungry to make a difference for the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I think just say, hey, I don't have the talent, but you do. Can you come around me, start yeah. on like a once a week basis and go from there? My agenda is not to make pastors do what I do because I know like I spend two hours on every video uh, of editing and I upload three times a week. That's a lot, yeah. you know, and so but I enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, I feel bad yeah. making you do all this. Like yeah, ministry yeah, yeah, yeah. is tough. Like you're depressed yeah. enough, you know? And so I'm super lucky. Like I'm young. Like I grew up in the video world and all that. But I would tell people there are people in your church. And if not, start reaching those types of people um, that will do that for you. And I think like for me, I'm on the high level of, of doing a lot. But if you do something once a week, it would make such yeah. a big difference. Like that's the thing. And so much of it is like, like Gary says, do one where it's just video and then also just do a picture with a cool quote and, and write a blog post on your Instagram about it. Like there's so many yeah. ways. And just the reality is it's loving people. Like if you realize it's not about your status, it's not about celebrity, but it's about you being a servant, you mm. really start to look at everything differently and you find joy in this process. And you realize like, I can't tell you how many stories of people all around the world and also in my city who have actually come closer to Jesus because of all the hours that I spend on. And so that's what wow. keeps me going. I love it. You talked about celebrity, like pastors, for the most part, at least they want to perceive that, uh, you know, people to perceive that, that they're humble. Right. And so actually yeah. going, doing selfies and, 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 and I would, you know, if, if, if someone's watching this live, I just, I just, that's not me. I wouldn't right. look at it like as self-serving and it's all about me. We're trying to make Jesus's name famous. And right. this is the greatest opportunity right now of online video to reach mm -hmm. more people, especially you know, with, with, with something like YouTube, you know, people are looking for like, you know, there's, uh, you know, last week, some, 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 some terrible things, you know, people, a couple of people, famous people that people adored took their lives. And so you, you, you write a sermon and you title it, you know, how to deal with mental illness or how to yeah. deal with depression and people, YouTube again is the second biggest search engine in the in, in entire world. So, so can love, I speak into that one yeah, more thing absolutely. on the selfie yeah. thing? Uh, my brother-in-law, John Bowen, he's a worship pastor in Houston. And, uh, and he told me this the other day, I thought it was really good because the whole, uh, like a really popular just say, I, you know, I don't, I want to take the background shout out to Lecrae. Like, I don't want people to see me. However, they need somebody to follow. So if they need to follow you, they need to see you. And so that's, mm -hmm. and looking at culture, like Gary, he puts his face on everything. They need to identify with you. You are a brand and it's not for celebrity, but it's for trust. And so that's, that's why I do, like, I feel super uncomfortable still, but I post quotes every other Instagram post and it's my face and I don't like it, but it's the way to identify with people. And it shows them like, oh, this isn't just some churchy thing. This just looks like everything else that I'm used to. So that's something that really, fought them. but they cannot, if they can't see you, how are they going to follow you? So that's really yeah. big. No, I, I really love that. It's those it's those blue eyes that really help those those selfies, bro. Uh, are those blue or green? Are they blue or blue. green? I bet. I okay. edited them to look blue, but we're good. <laughs> just kidding. They're brown, just, but I edit. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm really I'm really good with uh, with editing. So so you you talk about a pastor of mine years ago talked about this idea of of thinking uh, globally but acting locally, right? And so yeah. you talk about you know being able to reach beyond your own you know city, your own church context. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about how YouTube and an online video helps that? I didn't think that that would happen so fast. Uh, but when I started uploading content, I immediately, I've had a couple guys, it's, it's grown since then. Um, what's kind of fun is when Brady shouted me out a couple weeks ago, I have a lot of Christians follow me now, but before I've had a lot of non-Christians, which is my favorite, right? And I'm praying that yeah. they don't, you know, they're not always that, but there is several atheists that follow me faithfully that live in the UK and Australia kind of randoms like out of nowhere they found me through my Disneyland vlogs and that's mm. kind of like my strategy and I and I really hope 
if you were to take something from it, I look at it as a funnel, you know, it's where it's wide and it gets deeper and deeper and more narrow. So yeah. for me, my Disneyland vlogs are like how I get everyone. So one of my That's videos good. has 80,000 views, like find me here and notice like my editing skills and our personality, my family, and maybe you'll want to stick around. And that's how that happens. And then the next is like just generic family vlogs. Like we're going on vacations, we're at the lake. And then it goes into some vlogs I do is behind the scenes of ministry. I just like, I show them our setup and teardown process at church. I really show a lot of the sermon clip, you know, and then it goes down to my podcast, which my podcast is just like straight up Christian content, my messages, interviews with people. So I'm giving people that opportunity of taking a step closer and closer, but also they kind of know like, Hey, I'm not going to watch this one and that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's incredible. I've reached people way beyond my context. The, the most fun one for me was meeting Casey Neistat. Um, yeah. Tell that cool, story man. real quick. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Please. You guys watch Casey. Uh, he got these auto lacing Nike shoes. If you guys remember that. And he did this whole thing. Guys, send me your videos. I need to give this somebody who actually needs them. So he's looking at people who are paraplegic, quadriplegic, all that. Well, then this guy, Dustin, who's a Christian, uh, he actually won the contest. And so wow. when I saw that, I looked up Dustin on his channel, subscribe. And then I saw on his about page, he said it was about disciple. Like he's a disciple. And and it was, I was like, okay. So then I looked at his Instagram, followed him, hit him up on DM. This is Gary V stuff, right? Hit him up on yeah, DM and okay. said, hey, man, I'm just so happy for you. I think God put you in this position for wow. a purpose and a time. And so I had no hidden motives. I wasn't like, give me a shout out. I was like, dude, I'm just thankful for you. And I think God blesses yeah. that that honest motive. And so we actually developed a relationship. Long story short, he got invited to a Samsung event in New York City with 40 of Casey Neistat's best friends who are creators. And they yeah. said to Dustin, hey, you can bring a plus one because he's a quadriplegic. Like he can't really move around very well. And so he asked me, he said, hey, I'm leaving in two days to New York City. So it was so fun. I went live on, on YouTube, said, hey, guys, I need to get a plane ticket. That's the only thing I have to buy. Literally, I got the exact amount of dollars that I needed, bought the plane ticket, flew there. And it was just so incredible. I got to, like literally, besides me and Dustin, the lowest subscriber count was $3 million. That's who we were hanging out with, the influencer wow. of the influencers. And there's several people I'm still friends with today. I don't flaunt it on my YouTube because I don't, I feel like always with those guys, they're used, you know, like people use them for their fame. So yeah, I 100%. try to keep a lot of it private. Um, and so I spent a lot of time. Yeah. It was really sad. The whole time, everybody talked about themselves. So I said, I'm going to be a Christian here. I want to learn about you. And people were mm. like, <gasps> you know, and so there was one person, um, she's super famous. Kobe Bryant follows 98 people. She's one of them on Instagram. Yeah. I think that's wow. kind of cool. But yeah. I actually learned she had a lot of church hurt. And so I, I literally, I cried with her and her husband who were there. Wow. And I was like, I am so sorry. And I was like, I, that is not the Jesus that I love and serve. And we had this great, like it was the after party, right? We were actually at a club at the top of Manhattan and, yeah. and I'm just sharing the gospel to him. And I'm just saying like, look, Jesus is, I literally kept saying over and over, Jesus is better than Jesus is better than, and we yeah. made a, it was a great connection and we're still friends today. And I'm praying that, that I still get invited to the next thing. I don't know. I think I'm one and done. But it was incredible. And what was so cool, I love the proverb. It says, do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand mm -hmm. before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. And I think if you're excellent at your craft and you love what you do and you're passionate about it, God lifts you up at the right yeah. purpose the right person yeah. at the right time. And I was able to have a platform with those people because they knew they watched my content. We all checked each other out and they're like, oh, cool. And that is how I was able to win their respect and still have a voice in their life today. So it's incredible, you know, like it's just That's insane. Amazing. Yeah, New York City was awesome, by the way. Never been is, there. Uh, now I, I love, I went last August or July. It was, we want to go back this fall. Is that eight, Proverbs 18, 16? Uh, Proverbs 22, 29. So send me that when you're done. But Proverbs 18, 16 is very similar. It says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. In some, mm. in some, uh, it says, it says brings him before kings and princesses. And so I Amen. really believe that, that whether you're a preacher, whether you're a church communicator, there's like, I believe if you nurture the God given gift, like yes. you will be out of, you know what I mean? And, and, and a lot of church communities, yes. they don't get paid a lot. Maybe they're volunteering, uh, but just keep on your craft. Like it takes 10,000 right. hours to become an expert. You did not become this expert videographer, but like no. if you start today and, 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 you know, just, just having the patience as Gary talks about, you know, maybe years, six, you know, six months, a couple of years, mm -hmm. like you're getting closer to that, you know, that expertise 
if if you will. I've done video One for thing, ten years. Yeah, so ooh, it's not overnight. That's the that's the scary deal. Let me be, let me admit. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I know my place, you know. So so the the last thing before we get into kind of your framework, here's what's fascinating. So I'm I'm like a student of the human brain and human behavior psychology. Right there's on. one thing there's one thing about uh, 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 that that people need to really take away from from the church planting story that mm. Trey's telling. So the church planting story is like people want to know, is this going to fail or is it going to succeed? There is something subconsciously in his viewers that are going, is this going to failure uh, fail or is this going to succeed? I want to be there that time where he, <laughs> where he buys a building. Because right. it and and and, and um and, and this is this is kind of why a lot of people love to follow Gary Vaynerchuk. He wants to buy the Jets. I've been following him. Right. I interviewed him in I interviewed him in 07, So first name basis. No, uh, no I interviewed way. him in oh seven. Yeah. Uh, so and, cool. And and and, and he's been oh, I've been following him for a long time. And uh, I, I I believe he's going to do it. And so there's something about your church's context. Maybe not a church plant, but maybe you're planting another campus. Maybe are, you're trying to get a, a, a rec center. Maybe you're trying to open up a homeless shelter. But there's some story. There's like an immediate this weekend story or this yeah. day's story. But there's like a six-month goal. Maybe there's a 10-year goal to reach your city. And so if you can kind of – one of the things that when it comes to storytelling is like knowing the story that you're telling today – and then knowing that's a story, the aspirational story that people can kind of come along and follow. And, and it's fascinating, the ups and downs, the struggles, the vulnerability that you share. So then when it comes to church planting, I think guys that are watching, uh, uh, you know, people are following this because like, is he going to fail? Like, or yeah. is he going to, is he going to make it? And, and, and I'm going to be there because, you know, I'm going to tell, you know, I'm going to be there because I, 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 I know he's going to do it or whatever. Right. So I'd love to right. hear your, your framework for telling a good story um, for for the folks that are watching. Yeah. So you actually really helped me with that, realizing um, I, I kind of did it accidentally. Like, hey, because this really was what I was doing. I'm trying to plant a church. Watch me. And uh, I really, when I started the vlog, it was for my grandkids because my grandfather is my hero. And he passed away a few mm. years ago. And he's mm. done. Some people say he's led more people to Christ in Arizona than anybody. And so, wow. like, I love this guy. And I'm like, wow. I wish I saw him when he started. I wish I watched his journey there. And so wow. that's a big reason. Selfishly, I'm like, I'm doing this for my grandkids. And so wow. um, the way I, I, I formulate a story, I, I don't, it's never uh, like, okay, here, here, here. I, a lot of my stuff is timing. Like I, I've learned a lot. I actually watch a lot of YouTube videos on just how to story tell and learn a lot from Casey Neistat. I try to, in every single vlog, I try to have something fun. Like I want to be happy, right? Because the follower mm. of Jesus is happy about life. However, yeah. I also want to be real. And there's Wait, times they are? where what they're you yeah, sometimes. To, they're, no, they're joyful. I'm sorry, they're joyful. <laughs> Christians be happy. You need to tweet that, all right? All yeah, right. yeah, okay, I will right now. Um, no, uh, one vlog that I uh, I'll talk about this one. This narrows it down better. That really a lot of people said this was my favorite one, and it's exactly what you're talking about. I I started, I had this thought, and I started on my vlog, said, guys, this is what I want to do. I'm gonna be, I'm trying to plant a church of the church that I want to attend. So what I would love is we have dream team parties, which isn't, you know, it's a dream team rally. It's not original. It's what all those people you mentioned do. But I, so I mentioned, I was like, at the beginning of the episode, I was like, guys, I think here's the hard part about church plant. There's no tradition. Therefore, I don't know if people will show up to this thing because we've never had it love before. It. I don't know if people love it. I don't know if people hate so it. Cool. So I was telling them, I'm so nervous. We put a lot of money and time into this. And then I also said, but the great thing about church plant is there's no tradition. So we're not stuck. If this was terrible, we can move on. And so the whole yeah. day I just showed them, okay, we just got the chairs together. We got the lights. We're setting this up. And I was building this tension. That's a great story, mm. right? They, they can't yeah. turn off. And so I was like, I don't know if it'll work, but I really want it to. And I was kind of showing them, this is what I wanted to do long-term. And I walked through the whole thing. It was so fun is when uh, one of my favorite moments, we get there and it's the time, it's six o'clock and nobody's there except my family. And I'm like, oh no. And so I tell them like, great, my mom's here. You know, I literally said that. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then though, and then I go into a montage where I give my little inspiring spiel to my team about how we can keep doing it and all this stuff and how the harvest is plentiful with labors are few. Wow. And then it shows us all eating together partying together, having fun. And people were like, yeah, you know, like they're so excited that like 
my vision came to fruition in that little wow. that one vlog. And those are the good ones, right? You you say something, but you're willing to be humiliated. If that event flopped, okay. I was still going to upload it and say, guys, I don't know what I did wrong, but I suck and I'm going to try to fix it. But here's the reality of church planning, you know? So it's being being willing to be humbled on a big on a big stage is the key. No, I love that. That tension, that story. It's really easy to go, hey, guys, we're here. We're going to do this. And then maybe not be like, oh, I'm not going to actually show that because there's no one here. But that right. tension. And here's one thing that's fascinating. This is why you know, I love human, human behavior. So uh, I talked to a, a news director, did some consulting back in the day at a, at a news, um, uh, news station. And uh, you know, I asked uh, the news director, the guy that's in charge of everything, I was like, mm-hmm. why is there so much negative negativity on the news. Why is there not more positivity? And he's like, right. because people don't want that. And mm-hmm. he ended up going on to say that, you know, he do focus groups of people in a room. Uh, and we'll get some questions here in a second, guys. But, uh, you know, people would basically say, we want, you know, we want more positive thing to positive segments and shows. So what happens, they, they, they post something and, and, and they, uh, on TV, They'd ha- they take home some like clicker that they basically click away from the station. They'd monitor yeah. them. And uh, what happened was uh, when positive stuff would come on, people would leave. When mm-hmm. negative stuff stories would come on, they'd stay longer. And I'm, not saying, you, I'm not saying you make your stories negative. The key word is tension. He right. talked about that tension like, man, are we going to make it? Will it was this like work? Us. Will it not? Yeah. Will, will it work? Like, you know, last year, like, we're like, where is Sarah going to get a job? Like, oh my gosh, right. like we got big news. Like, you know, are we going to find a place in eight days? Or Like, where are we going to take the kid? Like, it's the tension that people are, they want something to cheer for. They want something yeah. to root for. They want something to like Rocky. This is why movies like Rocky, The Pursuit of Happiness, The the the, the Greatest Showman, like these these movies, these epic movies that you just like you want to cheer for. And so, right. you know, there's nothing better to cheer for than the mission of Christ and where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And so, if you could tell that story in a creative way, here's the thing: Jesus told stories in parable, like he would preach with yeah. parables, right? He would. It's kind of like this, and he would use these different stories to to really, I think, and I mean, he would use psychology on people, right? Um, and so, so I don't know, He'd man. Be on this, YouTube today, no doubt, he'd be on. YouTube he would be sure. the best. He would be on <laughs> Gary V for sure. He would be up there, my boy Jesus. Um, so I, we got a couple questions for. For you, um, someone asked the question, uh, Aaron, who's actually a, a, a YouTuber as well, um, oh, awesome dude in, in Oregon, I believe. Uh, right he on. says, uh, you organize all your vlogs into different playlists on YouTube. So maybe answer the question and then why or why not if they're important or not. I'm so thankful you asked that question. Uh, I actually learned this. Do you remember, do you know Amy? Uh, man, I don't know her last name. She helped. Schmitt, she wrote a Schmitt, book. Schmittastic. 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 Yeah, yeah. I learned that from her in her book about having different buckets, having different categories. So yes, I actually love my name, Trey. And so what I decided to do, I got so excited when I figured it out before I started. Um, I wanted to document my life, right? So it's like a documentary. So instead, I call all my vlogs documentaries. And so, uh, so that is one category. That's a playlist. So if it's just straight up vlog life, it's documentaries. Within documentaries, I have a couple segments that are fun. Um, I do uh, yesterday's. So I do callbacks of like, hey, this is what happened yesterday. You know, the past, which is fun. That's um, cool. But then I also have another playlist called Q and Trace. So I do a Q and A show on my my podcast and it's interviews and also just straight up me and the, and the people. And so a Q and Trey is definitely, it's sticks with the branding that I do. And then also it's just bad. I just love my name and, and I do that often. Um, but yeah, I try to segment into that. And then I also recently started a new segment called you're going to, you, you, some of you guys are going to hate me or love me. I don't know, but it's called entrepreneur and it's on leadership. And so I love it. This is longer form content. It's like 20 minutes long that I give to people. And it's like, I actually changed the look of it. It's all black and white. Um, it's just the style is completely different. So it's just something new, uh, fun for me to change up, but also to them know, okay, this is what this is about and try to yeah. segment. And then because some people are just interested in certain categories. And so I want to be as helpful for them as possible. And then I definitely have a Disneyland playlist. I just do Disneyland vlogs and it's still a part of the documentaries, but I also, I learned from Sean Cannell, make as many playlists as possible. So yeah. I also, dude, this, I'm so bad. One more that I do, it's called uh, Tracations. And so- <laughs> 
someone else told me to do it. I think it's pretty bad, but I still did it anyway. So every time I'm vacation, anytime I'm traveling outside of the state or outside of my city, I put that in its own playlist as well. That's awesome, man. I'm starting uh, Q and Alejandro. Nice. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but but I can't I can't wait for the uh, the pray and tray. Um, oh, you, know, you're, you're, yeah. you just you're can't awesome. take yourself too seriously, you know. <laughs> That's so. funny, and and, and yeah, yeah. I, I, corny dad jokes they work, man. But like, documentary is a fish. That's good. The rest are cheesy. But I love documentary. No, that yeah. that is for sure. I, I mean, Q and Q and Trey is awesome too. All right, so Tyrone, if you guys have questions, go ahead and uh, leave them below. But um, Mitch uh, Garcia says storytelling is My key man. to vlogging. I love Mitch. Uh, Tyrone, uh, Tyrone, Amy Rinta says this is great. Have you ever seen anyone who lacks video editing skills do this? Is it okay to post not so good videos as long as the content is good? Let me let me jump in real quick. We started yeah. our first vlog on an iPhone four or five, and we did that for one to one and a half years because mm-hmm. we want to see can we stay consistent with this. You know, I don't want to invest. I see a lot of pie. I, I, here's the thing. I see a lot of people buy the gear and don't yeah. use it. Um, so and true. So, 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 so we just want to see if we're consistent. And then we'll go make the investment based on a habit that we've built. Uh, but, but we use ScreenFlow. Most people don't know that. Most people use either like Final Cut uh, or, or Adobe. And so we use some bootleg, you know, $59 version. That's what we use. And uh, we finally got some okay cameras and then kind of have upgraded since. But, uh, but yes, you definitely can. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, actually, uh, a couple of the people that were there at the conference, at that little cohort that we did in Samsung uh, in New York City, they're huge. Millions of followers. Uh, one guy, I think he used to be a video gamer, but he just vlogs now. Literally, he told me all he uses is an iPhone for everything. And all he oh. does is just cut the content together and boom, there's no editing, there's no transitions, nothing, but he's funny, he's engaging. He posts 15-minute vlogs, and everyone, like he has consistent followers. So story is king for sure. For me, I do editing because it's fun, and I love it, and yeah. it's just another yeah. way to gain people's respect and just get more. But it doesn't have to be at all. Um, even like uh, another guy I met there in New York City, this might get me in trouble, but I met with David Dobrik. Don't know if you ever heard of him mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. But his editing is just cutting a bunch of videos together. And actually, the story actually isn't even consistent. It's just a bunch of random funny stuff, but it works. So it's like, it's as long yeah. as you're unique to you and you have a story to tell, I think it's great. Yeah, sorry, sorry, David. Um, that's another story. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, so, so, anyways, uh, him and Liza are RIP. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so I guess one of my last questions for you guys is, uh, for you is, um, what, what is something that you would love to see a church do uh, or a pastor do? Uh, that you're not doing. And, and, and the reason I say this, because a lot of times there's so many ideas I have. I have tons, but I understand because I failed so much um, that I got to focus. So I have laser focus. You seem to have that funnel down. It's my top of the funnel, fun content that I'm going to bring people kind of into trusting me so that I can share the gospel. So, so for you, what is something maybe you're not doing that a church you go, you know, I think they should be doing more of this. Like if I, if I had the guts or if I had the time, I'd, I'd actually start incorporating this. Like what are maybe a tip that you think a church should start doing or a pastor should, how they should be using YouTube and video? That's a really, really good question. Uh, you might've stumped me there. No, uh, first of all, I would say as advice, we purposefully, um, I like it when it's on the pastor's personal uh, account. Um, there's just more trust there. It's not, I think you definitely need to upload. Uh, we're not doing a very good job. Like we need to do more and more with our church page, but I really like the personal. Uh, but beyond that, something I've really seen and I wish I incorporated more, I just don't have enough time, is uh, like those one minute clips, um, but really making the text, you know, like the subtitles going off like one word at a time, really cool, you know, in the Instagram. Um, one minute stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Like Craig Rochelle has been doing it recently. If I had more time, I would totally do that more where the subtitles are there, not just on the bottom, but in a creative way and the borders look cool. I would do that if I had time. But I that's when I realized I'm doing everything else. Sorry, I can't do that. And that's smart, man. I mean, it's always like, I, I think a lot of times we have this fear of missing out or like, oh my gosh, like 
it, the market's going to pass me by like, no, man, like there's, there's always time to get good at one thing, get good at one yeah. thing, uh, do one thing really well for a time. And then if you have time, do something else, but, but get mm -hmm. good at consistency first storytelling. Um, and then, and then I guess the last question, man, is where, what's next for you? Like what can people expect, uh, to see these next six months following your vlog? Like what, what, what are you working on at the local church? What, what's going to change or evolve in, in your own, uh, video blogging? Yeah. So I'm expecting another kid. So there goes, uh, that'll be fun in September. Uh, three girls pray for me y'all. You're going uh, to, it, you're though. going to, you're going to like get like a million subscribers, bro. <laughs> I know. Um, another thing is just my church. We're definitely, we're in a really good season. I'm super thankful for right now. We're doing this thing called the leadership workshop and, uh, check out my channel. Entrepreneur is the playlist. I'd love to have you guys join along and kind of help me with it. But the, the goal here is, uh, I, I speak for 20 minutes, but then there's a roundtable discussion that we have of developing our leaders. So my prayer is that we're really developing wow. leaders for this fall. Uh, we really are hitting the college campus hard, really trying to emphasize serving our city better. And so this leadership workshop over the summer is a big part of that. So my prayers are that we kind of ramp up to that. So I'm going to talk, start talking about that more on the vlogs. Um, a lot of it's just consistency. I'm posting every Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. I also have a podcast that I try to upload every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, um, and so just, uh, Hopefully, I, I really just want to bring as much blessing to you as possible. I love having more of these ministry people. Uh, actually, Alejandro, because of you, I'm getting all sorts of invitations. I've had several <laughs> podcasts uh, that I'm going to be tell on. Tell me who. Tell me who. Tell me who. Uh, Justin Dean, actually, he wants me cool. to speak at his YouTube church conference. And then cool. there's another guy I got this morning. Um, there's a couple more. I'm so I'm I'm really upset that I'm going to miss people out. But Grant Visters, he has this podcast called Young Church Leaders. He just interviewed. I think he's not allowed. I'm not allowed to say this one, but a couple other famous people, Carrie Newhoff, which your boy, yeah, um, yeah. Clay Scroggins and stuff. And so I'm going to be on his podcast in a few weeks. So it's just really fun. Brady Shear. Ever since you told Brady Shear, Brady Shear told the world and top. It's just fun. I don't know. I don't want to get caught up in it. I've been telling people Jesus is better than all this. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, the next six months, I'm just trying to plug away what I'm doing. I just trying to get better at it and be a better family guy, be a better uh, church planter and just care for my city. That's awesome. And I want to put you on the spot. Like, you know, how would you encourage folks, man, that may maybe are church planners that are, that are grinding, maybe, maybe folks that are, you know, have some channels, some YouTube channels and just like, aren't seeing the traction and it's like, yes. they don't realize this, but there's like success right around the corner. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Like what so would you say to, what, what would you say to keep, keep pushing if I'm feeling like pretty crappy about or sucky when it comes to social and video and what I'm doing yes. when it comes to content? I was seconds away. Literally, uh, I was almost like, I was like, you know what, God, I need to take like a six month break from this. I'm trying so hard. I feel like I've hit mm. a ceiling. I was getting really frustrated mm. like a month ago. Um, and then that's when I got the shout out from, um, from Adam, you know, um, about Aussie Dave, uh, sorry, mm -hmm, Aussie mm -hmm. Dave, Dave Adamson, mm -hmm. the top mm -hmm. 10 Christian YouTuber. So that was fun. And then from that, I think, and then you talking to Brady, I was on Brady Shear. He had a, he did a great job talking about everything that I do. And so it's kind of ramping everything back up again. And it's just so funny. So what I would say is continue to make content when you realize this for your grandkids, you don't wow. need to worry about today. And then also like Good Sean Cannell talks about consistently, give them a catalog, like for when people are like, shout me out. I'm like, first of all, I'm not that big to give shout outs yet, but I will. But um, also you only have one video. I don't, I can't trust you yet. So mm. a lot of people won't shout you out. Maybe Brady saw my, he said he's kind of semi followed me the last two years. Maybe he saw my stuff. It's like, there's not enough yet. I'm not going to, I'm not going to help him mm. yet. So make that content, make it where people can be confident in you. And what's so fun, my favorite thing is when people tell me, I just binge watch all your vlogs. Nothing makes me happier. It is so fun. Oh yeah, new strategy I'm doing is all my vlogs are now three minutes and thirty three seconds long, flat because I just want to bring them much value. And it's helping me in my story day. editing. On the third day, yep. Uh -huh. Because yeah, amen. Praise <laughs> Jesus, Trinity, all that kind. Of, I'm the third, so it's just I'm all he, about. You're three. the third. He's one of the three, and he rose on the third. I love that. Three, so three, literally three. three minutes and thirty three seconds. Yeah, that's my new strategy Bro, as far that's as like, like when, when David when David Drobrik's going four twenty, which is funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's, that I think that's short. How are you doing 333? 
I realized when I'm editing, I'm like, you know what? This, these next, these 30 seconds of conversation, it could have worked, but it's not necessary. So I just cut it out and it's actually a lot of fun. Um, My B-roll isn't as long as far as like my droning. People, Casey said that people don't care as much about the droning sequences as you think. So I just make everything more punchy. And uh, I just, I just like, I know watch time's a big thing, but also people watching all of it. So I actually, my viewership has increased because they know I'll give you the three minutes, 33 seconds. I'm not going to give you 10, but then I also balance it with my talks and stuff. I put 20 minute stuff on there as well to get the time up, but yeah, it's just a strategy. And honestly, as a pastor, those who are listening, I just started getting so stressed out and I have so many other things I'm trying to do. I'm like, you know what, for my sake of my family and my ministry, I'm going to I know I can edit shorter because it's a shorter blog and that's helped out my family and everybody. And I think the viewers have liked it so far. I'm not sticking to it. Like this is what I'll always do, but in this season, which is a good ministry principle and this season, it's what I'm doing. And it's a lot of fun. How many videos do you have done? Cause I'm going to actually go watch these. Okay. I think I've done like seven with that new style. Cool. And so everyone knows that follows my vlog. I'm going to start seven minutes and 77 seconds. So it's actually, which will look like, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) That would be cool. But anyways, uh, but, uh, but dude, so, um, you know, uh, I guess one last question, someone asked, do you use cell phones to make your videos or cameras? We kind of talked about that. So my question to you is, um, if you're going to purchase a camera, you know, I, I, I have a flip phone tray, like what, what camera should I, should I get to, to start out with? Yeah, so I love the iPhone, so I'd use that a lot. Um, I'm using it more and more. It's just so convenient. Um, I also, I do the Casey Neistat, Joby, Gorilla, Pod, um, but on that, I can't find my camera. I don't know where it's at right now, but I use the Sony A6300. Um, I I the only it doesn't have a flip out screen, but I actually like it because I actually look right at the lens. If you have a flip out screen, you always look to the right of it and you're not actually connecting well with your yeah. audience. So, yeah. Sony, I love it for two reasons. One, low light conditions. It's a champ. And also the autofocus is incredible. So usually I don't have to worry about it missing my face because I can't tell. I don't know what's going on. I love Sony. I love the look of it. I think Canons are great, not Nikons. That's where I'm at in life. So <laughs> I don't know why. My sister owns Nikon, so I decided not to like them. But, that's yeah. smart. That's smart. Is she your older sister? Older sister. Yep. That's, 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 that makes sense. Uh, always. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, someone asked the question about, you know, what would you recommend? You said you watch a lot of storytelling video, like what, what's the best resource to learn about storytelling? My, my, I would say watch what people are doing as opposed to so much, um, reading and, and but, 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 or teaching it, like watch what people are doing, like watch yes. what uh, Trey's doing, watch what Gary's doing, watch what, what um, Casey's doing, but you know, who do you follow or what do you learn to, to learn storytelling? Where would you send someone? I, anytime I'm in a funk and I'm like, Oh man, I don't know how to edit this vlog. I watch a Casey vlog and I'm like, Oh yeah, this is why I do what I do. But I make sure, and that's the same principle for pastors. Don't listen to the same person all the time. You start sounding like them. So mm. I don't always, I, I watch Casey sometimes just for enjoyment, not for like, what is he doing? Um, yeah. But I watch him a lot. I watch Gary V a lot. And I try to, if you watch my content, I kind of, they, I kind of like, infuse both of their styles together um i to be honest i'm a pastor so i don't spend a lot of time on youtube like i got stuff to do i got three kids you know but um another person like i i watch a lot of people don't know about this guy yc imaging he's a great guy for tips and tricks and editing stuff i really he's a music video guy but he gives a lot of great advice so i watch his every time he uploads um but Mango Street is good at photography, and those are some good principles. It's actually where I got this backdrop from. I learned that from them. I just try to, and everything, like I try to watch as many people as possible, and not always consistently, but I just try to pick and choose and then keep going. No, that's awesome. And then the last selfish question. So um, you, you kind of inspired me talking about, so I've, I've held off on talking about entrepreneurship um, in for a long time because I've got this with, with church social media. I've got a family vlog and, 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 and I don't want to have too many conversations. So I didn't yeah. want, never wanted to start another channel. Just wondering like in a family vlog, do you think people would still watch a playlist about entrepreneurship? I know I would. So mm. I, I, a lot of it is like, who, I, I mean, I, 
another Casey thing. I want to make content that I'm proud of and I'm proud of my family. I'm also proud of the the stuff I've learned in leadership. I, it's just my life, you know? And so like Gary talks mm. about that a lot too, right? Don't peg yourself as the wine guy is what he talks about. Like yeah, you can sure be multiple good. things to multiple, that's like good. to the Jews, I become a Jew. And so I realize yeah. some people only come to my content for just this and just that. And so it's just to reach as many people as possible and that's for good. it to be proud of. And what will your grandkids like? So that's where I'm at. So do it, That's bro. Awesome. I'll, I'll watch. Do it. All right, cool. So hey, uh, tell folks where they can find you. Online, yeah, so Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm on all of the stuff. So look up my name, T-R-E-Y, Trey Van Camp. Um, documentary.com has my uh, always my latest video and also the link to my uh, YouTube channel and my podcast. I'm on podcast, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Just look up my name. I'm all of those places. I would love for you to comment. I want to get to know you, uh, DM, whatever. I'd love to encourage you. I want to learn from you. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Look me up. Awesome, man. Make sure to reach out to him, connect. If you're watching the replay, if you have any follow-up questions, please comment below. Go give him a follow. Give him a subscribe. Hit that bell that's for those that know about those Hit the bell, man. Hit the bell. Um, <laughs> and then uh last thing to you i i don't watch casey so much that i eventually see you with those glad like don't just that I, I don't mind q and trey i don't mind all those puns but don't get the glasses no, i'm just messing man all right awesome. sounds good i'm tempted but i won't <laughs> i appreciate it hey guys thank you so much for watching and uh, we will see you guys next week peace